Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the reunion episode, so we got the old <laughs> intro back. <laughs> Welcome to Demo Divas at our new day and time on the Fightful Overbook channel. I'm Jay Shell. I'm here with Kylie and Haley. How are you guys doing today? Great. I'm, doing, I'm, doing I'm so glad it's all three of us again. I feel like we really needed this. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> after the week I've had, yeah, for sure. God bless. Fuck college. Um, let's start there. <laughs> but what we're here to talk about today is the AEW Women's Division. And we're here to just kind of have a conversation about it. Because it's kind of time to have one of those conversations about it now. Um, let's start with the quick review of what happened this week. So Thunder Rosa was about to come out on Dynamite. Um, she was there for like a second. I think Tony Schiavone like introduced her or whatever. And then she started talking for not even a minute and then Vicky Guerrero came out interrupted her and basically said racist things to her and acted as if she was I don't even know how to describe her a bigot that's what I was gonna say but I don't we'll go with bigot um and then Nyla Rose came from behind and jumped her leading to reveal that this would be Thunder Rosa's first feud as AEW Women's World Champion. And then let's fast forward a little bit. Last night on Rampage, the only women's match on the card was Nyla Rose squashing Maddie Renkowski. In 30 seconds. Oh yeah, literally in 30 seconds. And also, we saw a rematch of... For the third time, Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet on Dynamite, even though it just happened last week on Rampage. And it ended the same way with Chris Statt coming out. Thoughts? Let's start there. Here's the question, though. Was there anything I liked this week for AW's Women's Division? And the answer is no. I hated all of it. I thought it was just so sloppily booked, especially the Vicky Guerrero thing. I don't know who came up with that. I think it was probably her, to be honest. But it's so bad, and it feels like a lot of the progress we made in the last month or two is just kind of gone. I feel like, for me personally, like, the glasses are going to come off. I'm done. Oh. (laughs) I feel like once... Mercedes got signed and they began pushing Layla I was like oh maybe like the tides are shifting and like something is really gonna happen here because I feel like with AEW since its inception you know people have kind of held the company on a high pedestal because 
they're diverse with their women's division. But the issue is not the women, it's the booking. <laughs> the the biggest issue for me right now is the fact that they just blew off their possibly biggest feud in the division and it had no heat behind it. Like it was a foregone conclusion. One, two, they did a match two weeks before the final match would be, and they did a pay-per-view match to build to a TV match. I don't like that at all. And then also I made this comparison on Twitter but if you look at the reign of Adam Page, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Who was his first challenger after he won the title from Kenny Omega? I can't the first challenger? It was <laughs> Brian Danielson. Oh, it was. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Okay. It's the ADHD. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was Brian Danielson, and there was a tournament to decide who the next winner would be. I mean, who the next challenger would be. And when Thunder Rosa won the Women's World Championship, she got the first challenger that every new champion gets, Nyla Rose. Also, where's her tournament? Where's the tournament to decide the next um, contender for the Women's Championship? Why couldn't we do that? Is like ranked number one right now? I haven't looked at the rankings this week, but is she number one or no? I'm not sure. I can check. And, like, part of me, I understand that the Owen Hart tournament is coming up soon, and they did announce that uh, the Bunny will face a mystery opponent, which is great because, to me, that means new signing, and we need new signings from the women's division. So I understand why. is, is ranked number one. Nyla Rose is number two. But I don't know what Deep's doing. I think I still think they're going to keep going with Deep Sheeta. But I understand why they didn't do a tournament because the Owen tournament's coming. But you could do like a scramble match or something. That's, yeah. Make it worth something. And it's not that I hate Nyla Rose, but it's that Nyla Rose is always in the title picture and she's never winning. So when she's a challenger now, it's to the point where it's not believable. So it's just. It's just so sloppy. They're like, oh, Nyla's a former champion. Just give her Nyla. I would have, like, if I'm trying to logically think about this, I would have did Serena Deeb as the next challenger. The Sheeta thing is is gone on too long. You can just circle back to it if you really wanted to, and everybody yeah. would be fine with it. Um, or I would have took somebody like the Bunny. I know she's in that match now, but, like, she had so much momentum coming off of the New Year's like street fight. All of them did, and they didn't even really yeah. capitalize on any of that. And that's extremely disappointing as well. Do we want to talk a little bit about Sammy and Ty as well? Or that, that's where my mind was going. I was okay. so ready for it. Okay. <laughs> um, I I'm not even going to explain what happened. I think people know. I I think I don't need to say it here. But what did you guys think about their segment on Dynamite? I really don't think that this stuff needs to be brought on TV. Like, in my opinion, I just don't think that it does. Um, it's not serving either of them, especially Ty, um, because I do see her in the title picture down the line, and I feel like this is kind of muddying her right now. You know what I mean? It's yeah, and and I was I was definitely part of the crew who said you know leave Sammy and Ty alone with all yeah. the, the drama that happened because it really is none of your business about the relationship. Yeah. But this sort of the sexual innuendos, the 
they're constantly on screen together. It's just, it's not good just because they're so cheesy with it. Like you can have wrestling couples that work, but they don't really work that often because it's so annoying. And I think that's where we are with them. And I'm not going to shame them for posting pictures of each other or anything like that, because I think that's healthy, but I don't think that defining Ty as Sammy's girlfriend or like as the sexy girl that Sammy scored, which is what the, it sounds like they're doing. I don't think that's where she needs to be. And I think it's kind of just like the bunny. She had so much momentum and now here we are. Well, and then not to mention the sexist, the continued yeah. sexist comments from uh, Dan Lambert, you know, just doesn't really help with anything. When I like look at Ty and Sammy now, I see them as heels. If this was a yeah. heel thing, I feel like this would work for me more, you know? Like, but this is how they actually are. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is how their relationship actually is. And it, I, I mean, I'm not going to say anything about their relationship, but their relationship is their business. Yeah. But at the same time, the way that they treat their haters or whatever, like, if you say one bad thing about them, you're a hater. I uh uh-uh. that's a heel persona like that stuff is how you act if you're a heel and I feel like Ty would be a super compelling heel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if Sammy and Ty are both like okay I want the TNT championship I want the TBS championship and just let them be a power couple and be heels that would yeah. work a lot more for me and then saying the stuff like oh we had sex on the belt would make more yeah. sense than having baby faces do stuff like that I definitely agree. I feel like they think it's sort of owning the heels to be like, oh, yeah, we have sex all the time. Look how good looking we are. We have sex all the time. Like, and fine, fine. Be proud of it, I guess. Like, you're both attractive young people. I, I guess you can brag about it. Oh, but Lord, it's just attractive. <laughs> well, I think Sammy <laughs> is a bad baby face, to be honest. I think I think he's a good baby face when he's not talking. And once he opens his mouth, it's just bad. And now Ty is really getting dragged down with him. And people who say Ty's a bad promo, like, you're just, you're just wrong, to be honest. But (laughs) I don't know. I just, I feel really bad for both of them because they do get a lot of hate. But at the same time, I feel like at this point, it's kind of justified for people to be like, I don't want to see you, your naked pictures. I don't want to hear you talking about sex on TV. Like, this is a wrestling show, and people have a right to be upset about that angle, especially with Dan Lambert. <laughs> Every week, consistently. Never fails. Also, I think it was a weird angle to, to do with the TNT Championship specifically. Because, like, they always say that that title is meant to honor. Yeah. You know, Brody. Brody. Yeah. And then it having felt to... a little disrespectful. Yeah, it felt a little, like... Uh, and Eddie Kingston called it out on Twitter. I don't know if he was working or shooting, but yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the like Layla and Velvet story itself and how many? What even is the story at this point? I just they're not even talking anymore. There's no story anymore. It felt like we reached a conclusion and now we're just dragging it out because. You have three compelling characters in Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, and Layla Hirsch, and they have nothing else to do. So they're just going to keep fighting each other, I guess. 
this match so felt like it ended at Revolution to me. Yes. Yes. I felt like it ended with Layla cheating to win, and that was like her full turn. You know, like she completed her arch. And then I saw her go after Thunder Rosa. I was like, okay, maybe they're actually going to move on next week. Right back to this. There's no promos. There's no reasons that like they would still hate each other. I mean, I get, you know, your friend lost the match. What did you do? There was nothing on the line. Who really cares? You know, I, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Like, I'm even trying to think of like things they could do outside of this. If they wanted to, they could do like. Red Velvet and Chris Statlander face each other. I feel like Red would be a compelling heel, but obviously they're going to keep her face because they need faces for the division. But mm-hmm. now you have a face champion, so you're going to have to build up some more heels now. So, and I thought that's what they were doing with Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch would have been a great first contender for Thunder Rosa, and people would have latched onto it because it's something new and different. Yep, in a division that's felt stagnant for over a year, but they're not doing that. And now you have all these women that you've built up who are just going to sit here, I guess, and do nothing unless you put them in Ring of Honor. I don't know. That's, I don't think that's going to go well. I don't think the Ring of Honor Women's Division is going to go well either. No, I have high hopes, but like. Yeah, we were talking about it on uh, the Ring of Honor podcast. And we have Gianna Di- Peraza, who's the champion, who's in Impact, who's Ring of Honor World Did Champion. You the quote about that? Tony was talking about that. Did you hear? Did you see that? He was that. basically upset that um, Impact had, well, that Ring of Honor had booked for Gianna to take the title to Impact. And obviously, Multiverse's matches is on the same night as the Ring of Honor show. So Tony was really upset because D- Impact doesn't want Gianna to, to wrestle twice in one night. They only mm-hmm. want her to wrestle at the Impact show. So Tony was upset that, like, one, she's the champion, and two, that they don't want her to wrestle twice in one night. So I don't think there's even going to be a women's title defense, but they're still trying to work it out, apparently. And we're one week away from WrestleMania weekend. There there has to be a women's title defense because she can't be in Ring of Honor and Impact, especially if they're both going to do TV. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so... You have to, I guess you have to bring in either a free agent or someone from AW to take the title. And why can't it be Layla Hirsch? Like, why is she just sitting here doing nothing? I don't understand it. The crowd loves her. She gets great reactions. I think what are we doing for that, to be honest. Especially with the new character change, you're right. Yeah, because Deanna, I think Deanna's still working heel, right? She was, or you could in do Willow. Fact, yeah. Willow, Trish, you could bring somebody yeah. in off the indies. There's options like that, too. So... Let I mean, that's that. the thing. There are so many, there's so many free agents. There's so many women on the indie circuit. Like yeah. the women's yeah, division yeah. everywhere is flourishing. And I just don't, I, I don't know why we're acting like there's not options here. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the bunnies match. And then after that, I'm going to go through the women's roster one by one and rate their experience or their booking in AEW. Okay. So we can see if there's oh, a trend okay. or anything like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's start with the bunny. Who do you guys think her challenger is going to be? Tony Storm. Athena. I think yeah. Athena's for Jade. I think Athena's yeah. getting saved for Jade's 30th. I hope they're teasing Jade's thing so much. It better be a big signing for that, though. So. It has to be. Or or a big return, even like just someone new. Like you can't just throw red velvet out there. As much as I love her, you just I think an interesting matchup for for Jade would be uh, Sheeta. Yeah. I don't I don't know what Sheeta's status is or if she's still in Japan or not, but like if you want to return, there's one right there. 
Um, what do you guys think the odds are on it being Mia Yim? Some people are saying Mia Yim on the timeline. I don't know. Part of me feels like it's possible, but then the rest of me is like, I feel like it would have happened by now. I don't know. Hmm. I, well, her return to wrestling is this weekend mm-hmm. um, when she faces well, this weekend. Well, this coming weekend when she faces Athena at the um, WrestleCon Super Show. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, are you guys excited for the Owen? Who do you let's do early predictions for who we think will win it? I guess for me, it depends on who debuts because yeah. if it's Tony Storm, then Tony Storm has to win mm-hmm. it. I don't think anyone yeah. else could beat her. I don't think that would work. If it's not someone that big, if it's just you know a, an indie darling or someone like that, I think you have to give it to Chris Statlander. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think there's any other option at this point. What do you guys think about Serena winning it? If they're gonna do something with her, sure. But if they're she's gonna be in the tournament just to have a rematch with Sheeta, which is something AW likes to do to get these oh you know story rematches. If you put her in there just for the rematch, I don't think it's a good use of the tournament, and I don't think it's a good use of Serena. So, period. I think that's what they would do too, is they would have her face Sheeta. Um, but let's go through this women's division. Let's start with Abaddon. I don't know. That's a tricky one. Cause obviously not the best run in AEW. She's been she had a period where she was in stuff and she was doing great. But it's hard to have her in a main event spot because of her character and it doesn't she doesn't really fit in AEW. Oh, at least in my opinion. So it's hard really to gauge that because she has done really well given the circumstances. But I don't know. I will give a suggestion instead of giving a rating, and you guys can do this too. I would put her in the House of Black. That's a good idea. And then have a branch of a House of Black in the women's division. And that'll make her a little bit more serious too. Or you could probably put her in... At least a TBS title slot. But then where do we stand with Julia Hart? God bless Julia Hart. I mean... I, th- I still think she's headed to House of Black. I think a lot of people have given too. up on it, but... It's taking forever, but I do think that she is. Yeah. That's my issue. Is uh, like I'm for it if it does happen, but why is it taking so long? I don't know. I really don't. She just well, I guess... Like this. I mean, you can't really shove her into the House of Black around the same time that you have Brody King and buddy matthews debut because she'll get lost in the shuffle so maybe they're holding off so that when she does turn and she does join it's a bigger deal that's what i would do interesting anna J. it's another interesting one i think it's like a prospect to me like i view her as a prospect for her experience level, I think she's done incredibly well. She hasn't been wrestling that long, and she's improved a lot. And I think she fits well in the Dark Order. And I like going back to the street fight. I thought that was a great showing for her. And I think um, the angle at the end of I don't remember when it was when she choked out Brandy Rhodes. That was great. I think she's done incredibly well for herself given her experience, and I think she's a future champion. I would agree. My thing with her is I wish they would put her in a little bit of more high-caliber matches. Like, obviously, she had the match with Jade, but that was just on Rampage. 
but I mean, that's cool, I guess. But like, let them be um, highlighted. Like a match with her and Cheetah would be super strong. Yeah. And I would just put that on Dynamite and, you know, actually give them time. But, you know, giving them time takes taking time away from the Jericho Appreciation Society or Dan Lambert speaking. I don't know why why these starting a promo. I don't know why the Jericho Appreciation Society is so popular. It doesn't click with me. It's so bad. But I don't address that group anymore. There's a man in there and I can no longer support him because he's in that group. (laughs) The OG viewers know. Yes. The OG fans know. Bobby, if you know, I'll give you a dollar, Bobby. Um, <laughs> AQA. This is another hard one. There's a couple hard ones in a row. Well, the next one's pretty easy, but AQA. She's another one who's in here as a prospect. Yes. To me. I think she's even further back in prospect leans than Anna J. She's so new, it's like, it's hard. You yeah. Know? We haven't seen much, so it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I've enjoyed her. <laughs> I've enjoyed her as a heel, but I think yeah. up until her heel turn, all that baby face stuff was annoying, and I didn't like her at all. I think I don't want to be the one to say it, but I'll just do it. Um, I don't think that she's horrible in the ring, but I do think. And I think that it was highlighted in this match that she had with Thunder Rosa. Um, she's just not like up the best. Par. Like she's not like I don't know. Like I, I think there's a standard, and she's not there. <laughs> I think her character compared to her wrestling is so strong that the ratio yeah. is off that it makes it kind of jarring. So like, not to say that she's bad. She's but, like, bad. in terms of her character stuff, her in-ring work just doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just what happens sometimes. But hmm, I feel like at this time, what we need as a woman's champion is going to be somebody who can kind of be a work-rate champion. Like, Jade has the TBS belt. We're not expecting bangers out of Jade right now. Like, she can go, but, like, we're not expecting, like, these you know, five-star matches from Jade, obviously, right now. The thing with Rosa is I think she can elevate the division to a point where they're nearing those five-star matchups and nearing those matches that people talk about, like they talk about the guys' matchups. But I don't think Britt Baker was going to be the one to do that because Thunder Rosa can, like, carry people through a match if she needs to. You know, Britt Baker doesn't exactly have that ability to, like, put the match on her back and be like, okay, we're walking at 4.5 stars right now. So... (laughs) It's true. And it it goes back to the the experience thing. A lot of these girls are just so inexperienced relative to the the men's division where you have guys who have like 15 years experience and then the women's division is just not there. I mean, and they do, that's not to discredit the women that they have that are very experienced. I mean, you know, they have Mercedes, they have Rosa, they have Ruby Soho. But like, where are they? Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Next, we have the bunny. Love who her. Is, who is actually very experienced as well. 
um yes i love her uh i think people know by now if they watch my stuff that i'm a major tna impact fan i've i've watched it for so long and her stuff her stuff at impact i'm a big rosemary fan i'm a big bunny fan uh i love her i don't think she's had the best presentation at aw but then again i don't i don't want to say any bad things about her because i don't know what's been going on in you know her personal life if maybe there's reasons why she didn't wrestle for so long i have no idea uh the hardy family office was a botch i think that was one of the worst things to ever happen to aw uh, and her being part of that was kind of a disgrace, to be honest, because she's so good and the street fight really showed that. But I'm confident that they have something planned for her. Haley? Yeah, I agree. I feel the same. Um, I, she's one of those people for me that, again, it goes back to prospects. I do view her as one too. I, I think that Hopefully, eventually, maybe she'll have the uh, TBS title. Maybe. I would love to see that. Um, but, yeah. I really enjoy her. Yeah. So, I think she'd be a good TBS champion. I think she's a very interesting fit for AEW. Like, mm-hmm. the thing people always say with the women's division is that they don't always have super strong characters, which is an exact lie, and I think the bunny proves that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the bunny also, I feel like the Hardy family office definitely did mess her up. But that girl is not afraid to bleed. She's not afraid to have like a hardcore match, and they love to make the woman do that. That's how you get over is when you yeah. when you bleed. Do you know that? That's what you have to do in AEW. You have to bleed yep. as a woman in order to get over. Yeah. Um, and Bunny's not afraid to do that. So she's gonna get people over. She's gonna get people over, over like Rover. Um, Emmy Sakura. I love her. I think her character is great. I think she's entertaining. I think she's always fun to watch, but I don't know where she fits in AW. I like, I don't, she's, I think she's supposed to be a producer. I think that's her role. Yeah. But she's been doing a lot of stuff on dark with just these random women's tag matches that they have that Mm -hmm. they're good, but they don't really do anything story-wise. So I think they want her to wrestle. I think when she first came to AW and they were doing a lot of Joshi stuff and she was mixing it up with Riho and she was mixing up with Sheeta I thought that was great, but I don't know if there's like a place for her in AW right now. Yeah. I just wish she was doing more stuff off of Dark. Like, when was the last time she was on Dynamite? I don't know. Like, dude. Very long time ago. Yeah. I can picture it, but I can't remember when. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. Hikaru Shida. Love her. I mean, yeah. Sheeta for me is like top of the tier. Definitely. I think she was their best champion uh, in, in terms of match quality. Like, you can debate yeah. character stuff all you want. Uh, I think people discredit her a lot because she, I'm going to be honest, because she's Japanese and they, they don't like her promos because they don't care to listen to a Japanese accent. Uh, that's racism, but it the is English what it is. is very good, by the way. Yeah. Her English is great, and she's an incredible wrestler. She's an incredible actress. She does. I love her. I think she's so good for the women's division. Yeah, I don't know why she's not in everything, to be honest. Honestly? (laughs) I don't know. You could put her in every storyline, and I'd be fine with it. I would not miss her. No, I miss her. I do, too. Sad face. Jade Cargill. 
love Jade. Jade is the best part of my week every single week. This is the Jade fan club right here. These are Jade's. She's so good. She saved Dynamite for me this week, to be honest. Yeah. I was ready to leave, and then she came, and I was like. Gotta stay for Jade. (laughs) Then I'll go. God bless her. I, I can't wait to see who her opponent is, even though I know who it is. But I can't wait to see who it is. I, w- I want her to have a, a big opponent finally, you know? Because she's had all these matches, but it's like, eh. You know, I want her to have, have a storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel she will. She herself up enough with these, like, you know, match of the weeks. Yeah. That she deserves a story at this point. Like, get her moving. It, and her storytelling ability is definitely there. I think watching her promos and just listening to her talk, she's improved a lot, you know, in that regard. So I think her she could tell a story. I just... I don't know why AEW isn't trusting her with stuff. Sink or swim. She's TBS champion, and you're just giving her these little matches. Yeah, and you yeah, trust her enough to give her the title, so... Yeah, I get it. They're building her to 30-0 and 0, or trying to get her up there. And so I get it, but at the same time, it's like, it's just so annoying to see her just floating. The like, dominating is... Had a match? Revolution? Jade? Or was it, or was it the bunny? Yeah. Had to have been a revolution, right? Was the bunny before or after? Before. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. I don't really remember. Yeah. You know, and maybe but, on popular opinion, I liked her match with Ty Conti at Revolution. I, I thought it was great. I love when she throws a bitch. <laughs> no one who does the. Yes. That I love great. that. I love the stuff she's doing on Twitter uh, with the baddie section, replacing all the, you know, gross men with hot women. I'm so here for it. Period. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to pull up Jade. Oh my god, people on Cage Match hate her. Because She has a 4.58. That's so fucking rude, dude. Well, it's because they're like, it she's was she can't wrestle, she can't talk, and blah blah blah, but you're watching her improve on screen. Like, the point of Jade isn't that she's a seasoned performer. It's that you're watching her slowly evolve and become this, like, dominant force. And that's part of her story and part of her character. So if you're missing that, I'm sorry. You're just you're just not reading the story right. You're her just missing promo it. is one of the best in the division. So. Yeah. If you, I, like, go back and look at her when she first debuted to now. You can't tell me that there's not. Yeah, improvement. There is. She there is. has the hunger. She has the drive, and she's improving every week. I don't get it. I don't get. And it. that's part of her. You know, that's part of her thing that she's getting better and better, and it's getting harder and harder and harder for people to beat her because she's getting better and better. And that's the story. And so the green as money thing isn't just a joke. That's that's literally her character. And if you're missing it, then. I don't know what else you what else could you be missing in wrestling. Apparently you're missing a lot of stories because this one's, you know, pretty obvious. <laughs> you know what's hilarious to me? You know how people always complain about like Jade being green? Yeah. But like Hook is green and they don't care. They still want to like push him like crazy. Huh. I wonder what the difference is. Yeah, and they I'm not going to say they wrestle the same because they don't, but they both do a lot of strength stuff and they're both, they both, they're very dominant. And I just really, 
I feel like Jade gets a lot of undue criticism for being green. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm pointing I, to my boobs. I definitely, I definitely agree. I think wrestling fans hold her to a higher standard for whatever reason. I don't really know, like why we can't just enjoy Jade as she is. Like, what, what do you want her to do? You want her to start doing like shooting star presses, and like she does like, frog splashes, and she's great. And she, you know, she's strong and she does a lot of cool stuff. And like, if you look at men who are sort of these buff heel figures, like a Brock Lesnar, like Brock Lesnar, people give him criticism, but no one ever says, you know, Brock, I really, really wish that you would do some, like some super kicks and like a Canadian destroyer. You know who I would compare her to? Wardlow. I could definitely see that. Wardlow Yeah, Wardlow was another guy who was really green coming into AW and has improved a lot. And to his credit, I think he's improved character-wise and promo-wise. And uh, but I do think Jade improved much better, much more, and much faster than he did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next, we have Jamie Hader. We haven't seen a whole lot of her, though. You know. That's my issue, is I want to see more of her because the little bit that we have seen has been so good. Yeah, I would like her to go to Ring of Honor and win the title, and then for her feud with Britt, it can be like, oh, I'm a champion and you lost your title. Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting sort of wrinkle in that story. I don't think Tony will do it because I don't think he cares enough to look at it that way. Coward. Yeah, I don't... This Ring of Honor thing has really really thrown me for a loop with the women's division, if I'm being honest. But I think I think Tony has plans for her. Maybe. I don't know. No idea. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's really say, good. Because, like, at this point, like, it doesn't feel like there's plans for everyone and anyone, and it just feels like a lot of these people are floating. Like, it just doesn't feel like there's care in the division. So. Yeah. And for uh, a period... For a period, it seemed like we were getting a lot of, you know, stories. Like, we had Britt Baker and her crew. We had, you know, the Bunny and Penelope Ford and Ty Conti and Anna Jay. They were doing a thing. Layla Hirsch was rising. Red Velvet was rising. And now we're at a point where it's like we built all these characters and all these stories for nothing. So Vicky Guerrero can come out and say racist things on national television, I guess. I have multiple things to say about Vicky Guerrero, but I'm not going to say them here because this is a public platform. Chris Statlander. 10 out of 10, love her. We love Chris Stat. So good. In ring ability, 10 out of 10. Yeah, especially coming back from her injury. Yeah. Yeah. She's so and good. I love this new character. I know people are, some people are a little new, but I like it. So. I, is it? Sorry, not, wrong time. But isn't Vicky Guerrero also Mexican? Yeah, yes, she's Mexican. part Mexican, I think. Yeah. And so, so, so she. Yes, so, that's the issue I have. And we love Chris Statlander over here. She's a great wrestler. Um, I think she's great in Best Friends. Yeah, very yes. strong character. Yeah. Um, I just, wish she, I just wish commentary or like specifically JR would stop being like, she's an alien. Like, we get it. She's an alien. We see it. <laughs> we get it. 
I'm excited to see what she does next. I hope she beats a bitch's ass. Preferably not Layla's. Somebody you knew. Um, oh, next is Leva Bates, but skip. Layla Hirsch. <laughs> she doesn't wrestle. Yeah. Sean Dark, yeah. She has two oh, matches no, this she year. Been wrestling. She wrestled yeah. on the dark tapings at Revolution. Like just I'm, a few weeks ago. I'm looking at her cage match. Do we want to talk about her? Because it's gonna be negative anyway. Uh, I don't I don't mind her. I think the librarian thing is dumb, and I think they yeah. really screwed her over by putting her with Peter Avalon at the start of the company. But again, women's booking, I guess. Diamante beat her on the fifth. Mm-hmm. And Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa defeated Jordan Blade and Leva Bates on the 19th of January. Yeah, she wrestles sometimes, but she's doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, so I yeah, think it's unfair. And stuff. Yeah, I think it's unfair to hold her to the same standard we hold everyone else, just because of that. Yeah. Next, Layla Hirsch. I love her so much more as a heel, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I connect with her more as a heel, but I think that's just because I love heels so much. Yeah. I think she's in a weird place because of the current, you know, political climate and that she's she's very proudly Russian. I think a lot of people are gi- giving her more criticism about that than she deserves. And I do feel bad for her. She had to make a statement about it. Um, but I think in the ring, she's improved a lot. And that's kind of the story of AW's women's division is how much they've improved in the ring because they have a great training system set up. There's a lot of, you know, veterans working with them. Uh, Layla's someone, and, you know, it's been said, you know, ad nauseum, I'd love her in team Taz. I think she fits in there. I don't know why she's not in there yet. I think she should win the Owen. If it's not Tony storm. I mean, that Chris that is cool too, but both yeah. of them could use it. I mean, with this, like push that she's been on, I think she could, she definitely, I could definitely see it. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for her. I always have been a big fan of her, especially when she had that match with Camila in Power. I, that I was tell it. She was she was there. I think the dynamic with her and Jade is going to be something that they go back to, and they're going to treat mm-hmm. her with more respect the next time that they do it too. Um, but yeah, she's like a monkey on the ropes. Like she will hop, skip, jump on the ropes. I'm like, damn, this girl's crazy. We love her. Amazing wrestler. Kylie, you met her. Is she a nice person? She's super nice. She, um, I have a friend and he has two daughters and he has a daughter who's 10. who was the exact same size as Layla Hirsch. And she thought that was the funniest thing. And she spent a good chunk of time at this meet and greet. So like, you don't have a lot of time to begin with talking to these little girls about wrestling and makeup and, you know, their hair and just all sorts of stuff. So she's definitely a very personable person. Super nice. Can't say enough good things about her. I love her. I hope when I go to Boston that they have her for the meet and greet. I will cry. Well, I'm probably going to cry anyway, depending on, well, I might cry. We'll see. It depends who it is. If it's the fucking Max Caster, I'm just going to, like, he, he, he was nice, too. <laughs> but but I have some stories about other guys that we can talk about later. Well, yeah, we'll talk about off air. Off air. Yeah, off air. Um, Mercedes Martinez. I think this is a little bit weird because she hasn't been there that long either. Um, well, you can count the stuff she did before she went to NXT. But she was there. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I think she's super talented. I think she brings a lot to the division. Um, 
I just wish that she was doing something now because she had mm-hmm. a. She came in. She came in big. She came in hot, and now yeah. nothing. I think they just never even like. We remember how we excited. Well, remember how excited we were for when she was like the hitman, and that was like her identity yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that was really cool, but like they didn't even really tie that story up. Like, did she have a no. match? Fizzled so fast. Am I am I misremembering? But she didn't have a match with Britt, right? No, that whole no. entire Britt situation just disappeared after yeah. Britt lost. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I feel like that's a good story that you could get a lot of life out of because yeah. there's so many people involved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're no. saying the same things over and over again. We're like, oh, it's very poorly booked, but the person's great and they're really talented. Well, and that's the thing. Again, like, I can't, well, I, none of us can stress enough that it's not the women that are the problem. It's the booking. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nyla Rose. I love Nyla. I wish that she would turn face, ditch Vicky. Yeah. Because I don't think she needs a mouthpiece. She can speak for herself. I love her, you know, the Twitter personality. I think she needs to bring that on screen. So I love Nyla, though. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think back to the first, I think it was the first Dynamite when she, she faced Riho, when Riho won the title. And I think back to how hot that match was and how much people really loved Nyla Rose and Riho. And I look at her now, and I can't help but, you know, say she's been mishandled. Yeah. You know, she was champion, of course, but her reign wasn't that great. And she hasn't done anything worthwhile since. And Nyla Rose is someone who's unique in the division. There's there's no one like Nyla Rose. And there's probably no one like Nyla Rose in wrestling, like, to be honest. And the Vicky Rose pairing, or Vicky Rose, Vicky Grove pairing Vicky doesn't, Rose make, yeah. doesn't make sense. Uh, Vicky Grove, sure, I guess she has a lot of knowledge about wrestling. I don't know. She was very nice to me when I met her. Very polite. But if she's going to come out and say things like what she said to Thunder Rosa, that reflects badly on Nyla. And Nyla is a person of color. And so it's like, does she really need to be associated with that? Especially with, like Haley said, she could talk for herself and she's just great. Like that, they did a promo on uh, Rampage and it was great. So I, I don't know what they're doing with Vicky. Put, put, put her with Ty Conti. That's what I said on Twitter. Like, because Ty Conti, she she can do a promo, but she would probably do better with someone talking for her. And you can make Ty Conti a heel. And you put her with Vicky. I don't understand why they didn't make Britt Baker have a super staple. Not to say that, like, Rebel and Jamie aren't a super staple type. I just would have preferred them singles. But, like, if you would have put Ty Conti and Anna Jay with Baker at the beginning of her reign and had like a big, big staple where like you know you don't have a rebel who's not winning matches, obviously. Like everything is more up in the air. And then Brick could talk for them if they needed it. Yeah. I just, I think they wanted, I think Brody wanted Anna Jay in the Dark Order. And so I think she's probably Dark Order for life. But Ty mm-hmm. Conti would definitely benefit from something like that. Not that she's a bad promo, but it's like this, this Sammy thing is not working, and she needs yeah, something. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do with Sammy, but it's not Sammy's a not a good promo. No, <laughs> he's not. He's very bad, 
and that's why he needs the the cards. Did you guys see Ronda Rousey's promo on SmackDown? Here's the thing about that, though. Ronda Rousey would say things like that in the same exact way on in UFC. Like, if anyone's watching as a UFC fan, you know that that was Ronda Rousey UFC promo, and you can get away with it there because it's UFC. But and then you can call me your new women's SmackDown champion, SmackDown Women's champion. Why don't you have to say women in any way? And then you can call me your yeah. new women's SmackDown. Uh. <laughs> on to the next one um, <laughs> Paige Van Zandt do we want to talk about her at all or do we want to pass she's cool I'm happy that she signed I can't wait to see what they do with her I hope she's a good wrestler me too need that. Penelope Ford To do more. I, th- I don't think they're doing enough with her. I don't think she's getting enough experience. And I think as a person, maybe she's a little shy and that's why her character isn't fully fleshed out yet. Um, her thing with Kip was really good. And Kip is now doing the box head thing. I don't know what, what's going on with that. It's been months, so I don't know. It's like every time I go to a show, he's there with his box. I don't know. But they need to do something with her because she's a great talent and I, I think back to Kenny Omega and Riho versus Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford on the cruise. It was on the cruise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think back to that, okay. and I'm like, she hung with Kenny Omega. Not that she's as good as Kenny Omega, of course, but, like, she held her own and she was entertaining. So why isn't she doing anything? Haley. I feel Sorry, like... I have silence. No, I... um. I feel the same, and I wish they would bring Kip back, because I feel like when we were talking about wrestling couples, like, I feel like them together, like... Worked. Yes. And it wasn't cringy, and it wasn't weird, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Rebel. What is she... Every time she wrestles, she gets hurt, let's be honest. And so she has she doesn't wrestle a whole lot, and she's not the best wrestler. I think she's been critical to Britt Baker's character. I think it, Britt Baker doesn't work if she's not there. Yeah, I just don't know where she goes from here. Because um, I still think they're going to break up the little Britt Baker group. I just don't know where she falls after that. You know, she doesn't I, fit. I think they should make Rebel like a Fuego del Sol of the women's division. <laughs> Give her an interesting character and then let her, you know, take pinfalls, but still be over. I mean, they got to do something. Yeah. If the, I mean, that's if they're going to break her up. I would prefer that they leave her with Brit, but, you know, if they do break her up. Um, Reho. Oh, nope. Red Velvet. Sorry, I skipped Red Velvet. I'll let Haley go first so I can organize my thoughts on this one. Ooh, um, I feel like people give uh read a lot of slack um on the internet and they're not very nice to her um however i like her um i like her a lot and again it goes back to the prospect thing i keep saying that but like like i i feel that way so i'm gonna say it um but yeah i really like her um is she the best in the ring no 
does she improve? Yes. To me, she has, like, a very, like, Divas era, like, feel about yeah. her. But, I don't know. I like her, so. I don't hate her, but I'm not invested in her. And like, that's not her really fault. Cool. It's because she's she's not doing anything that I feel yeah. like I need to invest in. Uh, and the sad thing is, in the Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander storyline, I got so much more invested in Chris and Layla. That, and Red Velvet was just kind of there for me, which. That's how it still feels. It feels like Velvet's just kind of there. Yeah. I feel like yeah. when you see her on Dark, in her matches, she has a little bit more personality. Yes. But, like, she's not even really doing anything of substance. Like, she's just going back and forth with Layla. Like, what does that do for her? Besides Nothing. just let her wrestle on TV for eight minutes. Especially when there's no story to it. Like, yeah. you're not building yeah. anything. And people will mm-hmm. say, like, oh, well, she's on TV now. She's not on Dark anymore, just getting meaningless wins on Dark. But it's like, I don't want them on TV if they're going to be presented like this. Like, I want them presented well. So yeah. it's not just about, you know, people will say, oh, well, Tony's doing better because there's so many women's stories. And there's, like, long-term storytelling now. But it's bad. And so are we talking quantity or are we talking quality? Like, why can't he book it as well as the men's? Because he doesn't care. Yeah, it, it, at this point, yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> Riho. Love her. Love her. She's so good. She's so talented and she's so unique. Um, and I get she, you know, she's doing other stuff and she couldn't be an AW and whatever. I just, her title ring was great, but right after. After that, it's like AW dropped the ball. Like, they, if you're not champion, then. That's true. She, she's another floater, and it sucks because she's she's really good and again really personable. Like you said, very unique. It just sucks. Yeah. When I think about Riho, like recently, I'm just thinking about like the Britt Baker stuff and like how poorly built that was. Oh, A lot yeah. of my issues with the Britt Baker stories was that the, was that they didn't let the woman that she was facing talk, so they wouldn't be able to build stories, even with the Thunder Rosa situation. And I feel like having developed that story as Riho was stronger, like making Riho look stronger, because it really just looked like roll-ups and fluke wins that like Riho was getting. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. It didn't it didn't satisfy me. Um Ruby Soho. Hmm. I love Ruby Soho. I think she's really talented. She has a great look. I don't think there's a you can name a single wrestler who looks like her. And I think she wrestles very fluidly. I think she's great. I think she can carry a match. I just don't know where she is. She came in. They pushed her to the top. She had great matches. And I hoped that, okay, here's the future, you know, of the AW women's division. We finally have some wrestlers who can, we could have good quality, like 20 minute TV matches with. And now it seems like every time they have that, it's just, they just disappear. Same thing with Serena Deeb. She has these great matches, and then then she's doing five-minute challenges, and now she's gone. <laughs> the thing with Ruby makes me question when they do eventually bring in other female WWE defects, whether it be Athena or Tony Storm, will they receive the same treatment as Ruby Soho? They got a small push at the beginning to the top of the card, but then we're sent tumbling right back down. And people apparently disliked the jade match and 
um, a Chris Stapp match, I think, of Soho's. And I just didn't agree with any of that. Um, I think she's looked strong since she's been in the company in terms mm-hmm. of in-ring stuff, not even her booking. But I don't know. She's a big star for them. I don't know why she's not on TV. Yeah, I I think her match with Jade was great. I think a lot of things she did was great. I think she's another victim of, you know, the Britt Baker reign. Not that it's not on Britt Baker, but I think there's a lot of sacrifices made for Britt Baker's title reign to make it long and make it dominant. And I think she's another victim in that. Uh, I think she'll be in the Owen. I think she'll have a great showing because she's Ruby Soho. Of course she will. Uh, I don't think she'll win it, though. She should, though. She deserves a big victory like that. And I think her character needs it, too. But who am I? I'm not the booker. Haley, what do you think about Ruby? I love Ruby. Um, You guys said pretty much exactly how I feel. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. (laughs) No worries. Um, Serena Deeb. Incredible. Yeah. Deeb is a We kind of talked about some of these people. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Deep makes me question what they want out of the women's division. Like, if she's everything that a women's wrestler can and should be, then why is she not at the top of the card? Why is she having multiple rematches with Sheeta when you don't do that with the men? They're going to have their fifth match? What the fuck? It's all singles matches, too. Nobody else is involved. It's just them facing each other every time. Yeah. I understand people like the match, but, like, dude, you can only do it so many times. And, again, it goes back to, you know, you come in, you get a small push, but then, you know, you're not champion, so it doesn't matter all that much. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're only putting forth the effort for your champions and you're neglecting the rest of your roster... Not such a good look. No. Okay. She's great, though. Yes. She is. Ty Conti. We already talked about her <laughs> a lot. But... Uh, yeah. Um, Ty without Sammy? Good. Ty with Sammy? Bad. I definitely agree. <laughs> I, I also was a little annoyed that she never, like, officially joined the Dark Order. Yeah. She just I think her. that she just she got offered a thing a, a deal and then she was just kind of like hanging around the dark order and they didn't do anything with it. I feel like there's an interesting story there. Um yeah. I think she's improved a ton in the ring. I I think that's undeniable. Um I think the Sammy thing though, something has to come of it or they have to ditch it because if this is just how they're gonna be Clark, from now on. You know what's gonna come out of it. It's gonna be Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zant or Paige Van Zant and Ethan Page versus Sammy and Ty. Yes, but I don't want that. I know, but that's what they're going to do. Well, as long as it leads to Sammy and Ty, like, going their, not breaking up, but going their separate ways on TV, I'm, I guess I'm fine with it. I think the more compelling story, though, is Ethan Page versus Scorpio, Scorpio Sky, but. Oh, I can't wait for that. I hope that's how the yeah. title reign ends, to be honest, but maybe that's me personally. Um, last one, finally, Thunder Rosa, the AEW Women's World Champion. Love Thunder Rosa. I think she's so valuable. Yeah. I think there's not enough good things I could say about her, you know? I feel sorry for her title run already. 
Not off to a great start, no. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Tony. I just I'm disappointed. Oh, 100 percent And I'm if it turns out that she beats Nyla and it's, you know, a good match, it's decent, and then she has a big challenger after that, like an Athena or, you know, someone like that, I guess I could forgive it. <laughs> forgive this first, you know, feud. But if it turns into a, a a Nyla Rose-esque reign where she just has all these meaningless feuds and then drops it to someone who has a way better run with it, like Sheeta did. And it's sad that that's a possibility, to be honest. That, w- that we can trust him to book the AW World Championship well and the TNT title well. And to a lesser extent, you know, the TBS title well. But it's like this title is... Uh, it's so bad. And the, the feuds last like two weeks, unless you're Britt Baker Thunder Rosa, and then it lasts too long. Mm. Or Serena and Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Any final comments about the AW Women's Division? Anything that you guys would like to say to close out the show? Um, please book the women better. Please do better. They need to sign some of these people. You have all these women on Dark who are recurring, you know, characters on Dark, and they're not signed. And it's crazy to me that they're sitting here and there's people, we're getting, like, matches. Like, we're getting, like, they have 10 matches on Dark, and they're not all elite. Like, I'm not saying you have to sign them all, throw them on TV, and have them in title feuds, but the AW women's roster is so small. And it's like, there's, Why? I don't understand it. You remember when Eddie Kingston said, can we get two women out here fighting? Can we get Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale fighting each other? Mm-hmm. Why don't they listen to him? I don't know. They just throw all these women on Dark. And if anybody watches Dark or Dark Elevation, you know it's very female heavy. There's a lot of women on, on those shows. And they do big tag matches. and they do Marina Shafir! Yeah. Or, and, and it's just crazy to me that you're, the fans are getting invested in these women, especially, you know, people who watch every single episode of Dark. And then they show up on a Dynamite and they're they're jobbing to someone. It's whatever. But they always get good reactions because people watch Dark right. and you're not signing them. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? And I know it's not a money thing because just a few months ago, they brought in CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson, and Adam Cole. And I'm assuming they're all getting paid big money. So it's like, well, Tony also just bought Ring of Honor, so I know that you have money, my good sir. Yeah. And I know it's not a money thing. And it's not like any of these women would be paid CM Punk money. You know, because none of them are CM Punk level stars. But at, at a certain point, we have to really sit down from a business perspective and realize that the women's division, there's no way to official, efficiently run it or sustainably run it with this small of a roster. Because you're going to have to have the same people doing the same things over and over and over again. And people are going to get bored of it. And we were getting there with, you know, the Bunny and Penelope and Ty Conti and Anna Jay. And then you had the street fight and people bought back into it because everyone loves a street fight. But it's like you just burn, you just burn through these feuds and you really bury them into the ground to the point where no one wants to see them again. And it, you just did it to Thunder Rosa. Why didn't she win at Revolution? So she could go and win in her hometown? She would get a hometown pop anyway. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, you could have gave her a match. <laughs> and and I know it's because Tony just could have had a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. 
She could have had a party and then she could have gotten attacked at the party by Mercedes Martinez. And that could have been a good feud. And AW does love to do their little party skits, their little celebrations. So I just don't understand why Tony thinks that this is how it should be booked to the point where people are so tired of feuds, but it's because the roster is so small that you have no point. Like you have to have a women's match, at least one. Like that's, that's an unwritten rule. And it's, the roster so small that there's nothing to do with it. So we get things like the five minute challenge and the Nyla Rose squash. And it's I just piss on that five minute challenge. And we talked about it a lot, but it sucked. It did. Pull nothing out my dick it. and piss on it. Nothing came of it. And that's the thing. Like we were sitting here. So dumb. We're like, Oh, and she's going to have a challenger and it's going to be Athena. Or it's going to be Tony storm. And it was just for, she return. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know why we sit here and give these companies the benefit of the doubt. Like, when, why? It's just mind-boggling to me. Looking at the height of the women's revolution in wrestling. Or I should say North American women's revolution. And now here we are and nobody is doing good women's wrestling. Impact is. Yeah. But, that, but that's another issue of a small roster. Same. It's getting to the point where it's like, it's really, you know, beat to death. A lot of those matches. That's true. <sighs> I think that's all we have. You guys want to do your plugs? Who wants to start? Kylie, go. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I live tweet stuff. I, you know, rant about stuff. Uh, Follow me there. Also, if I'm on shows, I'll announce them there. Uh, you can see me every week on Demo Divas. We were traveling a lot in the last few weeks, but now it looks like we're finally all back together. It's going to be great. Uh, Mondays at 3 on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. We have the Code of Honor podcast. It's all about Ring of Honor. Uh, we kind of started it as a history sort of podcast because we thought Ring of Honor was dead, and now here we are doing news and pre- show previews. We just previewed Supercard of Honor. So go check that out. We'll also be doing a uh, super card of honor post show where you can hear me cry about FTR for an hour. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> so just follow me on Twitter for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, same. You can follow me on Twitter at Haley Ann. Um, I do writing stuff over at Nerds and Beyond. Um, obviously, I'm back on Demo Divas. I didn't leave. I'm here. You know, I had some, <laughs> I had some personal things to deal with, but I'm back. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter to find out everything I'm doing. Yeah. You guys can also follow me on Twitter. It's right on the screen at Jayshawn Nicole. Um, I'm on the late night grid. I do content over there. Um, I'm going to be very busy for WrestleMania weekend, posting lots of coverage and everything. Um, so if you're interested in any of the collective events or WrestleCon shows, I'll eventually be putting out a list of matches to check out from each of them. Um, and from the whole weekend in general. So make sure to stay tuned for that. You guys can check that all out on my Twitter. Um, and also updates from my other projects will be there as well. So that's all we have for you. Thank you guys. And we hope you enjoyed the conversation.